0: Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores, we just like wordplay.
1: Hello and welcome to Whores Talk Horror. I'm Sharon.
0: And I'm Melinda. And this is our April Tidbits of Terror episode. Spencer, play that funky music. Tidbits of terror, terror, tidbits. Tidbits of terror, terror, tidbits.
1: Rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> <laughs> gets me every time <laughs> totally
0: thank you Pulitzer Prize winning composer for the tidbits of terror jingle of all things Carrie Weeder. on this tidbits episode we have news about some highly anticipated 2021 horror movies Sam Raimi news how to hunt ghosts from home and much
1: much more well We had to wait an extra year to see some highly anticipated horror movies that were supposed to be released back in 2020. But due to the pandemic, we all know the story. The release dates had to be pushed back on some of the films that we were all really looking forward to. Spiral from the Book of Saw was one of those movies. Originally, it was scheduled to hit theaters on May 15th, 2020. Shortly afterward, it was given a new release date of May 21st of 2021, before finally settling on its current release date, which is now May 14th, 2021. So we get it a week early. Uh, And actually, by the time this episode airs, it'll be even closer to that date. So Lionsgate posted a teaser clip along with writing that said... Quote, you've waited long enough. Spiral from the Book of Saw only in theaters May 14th, 2021. So unfortunately, it is only going to be in theaters. I know a lot of theaters around the country are still not open. Um, I think we have some in Chicago that are now open, but uh, I wish it was on streaming. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe due to popular demand, they might make it available for streaming shortly after. May 14th? I don't know. Mindy, will you be going to the theaters to see this one? I
0: won't. um, Because you're right. I actually don't know of a lot of theaters around here that are open aside from the music box, but I don't know that they'll be showing Saw. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I mean, at least available to rent at home, I would imagine they'd have to do that just because you're right. There's not a lot of theaters open right now, but we'll see. We'll see.
1: Yeah. I mean... According to this, it says only in theaters, but, um, you know, everyone tweet at Lionsgate <laughs> and tell them to make it available to stream at home or, you know, rent at home. Um, but in the new film, Chris Rock stars as Detective Zeke Burns, who begins investigating a series of murders that could be connected to the Jigsaw Killer. Though a crime thriller is new territory for this franchise, Spiral co-writer John Stolberg has stressed that this new production does not eliminate prior soft features, writing that, quote, the film is not a reboot. It is canon, end quote. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, it also stars Samuel L. Jackson and Max Minghella, Uh Big fans of both of them as well, and a big fan of Chris Rock. So super excited to see this one. The first seven films in the Saw series are currently on HBO Max. Jigsaw, however, is not. Not sure why, but if you have not seen all the Saw films, go ahead and binge them on HBO Max now. Uh, But you'll have to find Jigsaw somewhere else, I guess. Another film that I'm really excited for is The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. This is the third movie in The Conjuring franchise, and it also now has a definitive release date. It has been announced that it will be released in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously on June 4th. The plot of the third installment follows one of the most sensational cases from the Warrens' files. It will start with a fight for the soul of a young boy and will then take them beyond anything they've ever seen before. To mark the first time in U.S. history that a murder suspect would claim demonic possession as a defense. James Wan will not be directing the third film. He did direct The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, um, but he is one of the producers of the new film. The Devil Made Me Do It is going to be directed by Michael Chavez, who also directed The Curse of La. Girona. Uh, the film will star franchise staples vera farmiga and swoon patrick wilson oh. <laughs> along with julian hilliard who played young luke in the haunting of hill house and he was also in colorado space so he's adorable and also a really good young actor so super excited for this one I
0: vaguely kind of remember which case this is, actually. Not by name, but like I remember hearing about it. Um, So that's interesting. And if I'm being totally honest, I'd much prefer to watch Patrick Wilson from the privacy of my own living room anyway. You know, like for comfort reasons. (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah. Comfort.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I'm psyched to hear it'll be on HBO Max. Um, I'll be in my bunk. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I will not be texting you that night. <laughs> I'll leave you to your own devices. <laughs> Literally? Never mind. <laughs> no comment. If Mindy's door is vibrating, don't come knocking. <laughs> that was stupid. Um, anyways. A for effort. O- a for effort. <laughs> uh, no, that one was that was a straight off. Fail. I failed on that one. Uh, Finally, Ghostbusters Afterlife was supposed to be out this summer. That has now been pushed back to November 11th, 2021. According to Bill Murray, it will be worth the wait, though. In an interview discussed on Dread Central, Murray said about the writers of the new Ghostbusters movie, Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan, Jason Reitman being the son of Ivan Reitman, director and producer of the original Ghostbusters movie, and Gil Keenan, director of the films Monster House and the 2015 Poltergeist, Murray said, quote, The two of them wrote a Ghostbusters movie that really brings it back to life and really has the feel of the first one more than the second one or the girl's one. And I'm sure he Mm. meant no disrespect by saying the girl's one, (laughs) right? Well, fucking Bill Murray.
0: He did ask to be fucking in it because and I quote, I think those women are really funny. So whatever. You know how I feel about this.
1: I know. And I don't think he meant anything by it. But now that I'm like reading it out loud, it sounds kind of like a slam. Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, he goes on to say it has a different feel than two out of four. And I think it's really got something. I'm glad they did delay the film it'll be worth seeing end quote so all right it has bill murray's stamp of approval so which
0: which to be fair probably means it is really good but i'm still bitter about the girls one as he said because those women deserved better and i love you paul feig but you dropped the ball man it's paul feig being the writer and director of the the girls' Ghostbusters. <laughs> that, that cast was so funny, they deserved better. Anyway.
1: I agree. Whatever. Not much st- we can do about it now, though. I know. There. I'll still see
0: the new one, I suppose.
1: I'll, I'm definitely going to see the new one, because obviously... Huge, huge fan of the original Ghostbusters. That was my jam when I was a little kid. Yeah, so excited to see this. Even though it
0: scared the crap out of me when I was in the, I saw it in the theaters because I saw. Me it. too. My parents dragged me to see it. And I was really, really, really young. And I, I remember being in the bathroom before the theater and there was like a girl who was like a teenager who was like trying to like console me and was like, no, it's really funny. And then that first library ghost got me like immediately. But anyway, I digress.
1: Yeah. I remember seeing it in the theater, too. And it was a double feature. It was playing with Summer Rental with John Candy. So that was that was a fun theater experience. Anyways, moving on. Mindy, what news do you have for us?
0: So in less exciting 2021 horror movie news, DreadCentral.com reports that the third installment of The Collector movies, which Sharon, I know you're a fan of, um, The Collected, which was supposed to be the third installment, it's been abandoned. Boo! Um, According to writers Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton, The Collected barely started shooting before being shut down by COVID-19, and that was back in 2019. Um, Apparently now, the film's producers have stopped answering these two gentlemen's calls. What the fuck? Uh, Talking with (laughs) the Thing With Two Heads podcast, awesome name, uh, Marcus Dunstan says, quote, Well, we shot for eight days and then it was shut down. I invested in this thing. I'd like to know what's happening. (laughs) We stopped hearing from anybody with the production. I know most of the props I brought there have been stolen. I would like to think that anybody else who invested in this movie that thinks it's happening, wouldn't they like to know what's happening? All calls and emails have gone unanswered. When you can't get anyone on the phone and you don't hear anything, at this point, I'm really pissed off. Yeah, I uh, think I would be too, especially if props that he bought personally, like have been stolen. What the fuck? Seriously, Patrick Melton added, quote, we actually stopped shooting in 2019. That was two years ago, and we only shot eight days. So there's only been very, very little shot. Anything that's been released has been from that time period, and there are no plans to start shooting it. We haven't talked to anyone who is in the production. We'd love to finish it, but I don't know. We're not the producers. So we don't know, unquote. Uh, Dunstan went on to add, It was all avoidable, completely avoidable. That's what drives me nuts. I didn't invest 10 years getting this opportunity, facilitating it, getting it together, pre-writing three different versions of this thing just to be ignored. That wasn't my goal. And I'm assuming the people who invested capital in this thing are probably wondering, hey, where's our movie? Unfortunately, we got to wait till Thor's honesty hammer comes down and smacks them right, unquote. Damn, dude. But can you blame them? I can't. Like, they're pissed, and I I see why. Uh, As with the previous collector films, Dunstan and Melton co-wrote The Collected, and Dunstan was set to direct... Honestly, I'm not the biggest fan. I've only seen the first film because Sheridan insisted I watch it, but I, this is still very disappointing news. Even with eight days worth of footage, Dunstan feels that should The Collected be revived sometime in the future, the production would probably need to start from scratch. To make things even more complicated, the rights to the film are owned by the producer, not Dunstan or Melton. So, as Bloody Disgusting points out, quote, because the producer owns the rights, Dunstan and Melton can't move on the sequel without the producer's involvement. So, unfortunately, right now, further details appear to be scarce. Uh, I mean, if the film's creators can't even get a straight answer, I'm not sure why I expected to find more online. Uh, So Marcus Dunstan, Patrick Melton, if you're listening, we're all left hanging with this update, just like you guys, which is a total, total bummer. Um, In other news, you know what I did find online? Y'all are going to be thrilled to know that an animated movie about the colorful marshmallow candy of nightmares Peeps is in the works. (laughs) That's right. Those marshmallow buddies that make me nauseous just thinking about them because sure, why the fuck not? Uh, This isn't technically horror news, but it is to me because Peeps are fucking gross. I don't care if they're part of your warm memories of your childhood Easter traditions. They're gross. Oh, yeah, and they're, uh, the movie's supposed to be referred to as Trolls Meet Smurfs. To me, that just equals stuff of nightmares. So no, no further details on The Collected or Peeps, but because I don't really give a shit about Peeps.
1: All right, I don't give a shit about Peeps either. I like the Smurfs, but only the cartoon. Um,
0: yeah, I assume they're talking about Smurfs the movie.
1: Yeah, I do too, but I was just
0: pissed because I was trying to find more information about The Collected, and I was like, well, can't find that, but good to know there's a Peeps movie on the way.
1: But let's go back to The Collected for a minute. Like, All right, so I don't know how the movie industry works, and I feel horrible for these guys that they put so much time and effort into writing a film, and they can't even get – a fucking straight answer about what is going on with their movie. And also, I'm going to ask you Mindy to watch the second one because I actually think you will like the second one a lot better than the first one you
0: know what it's actually I think it's on HBO Max right now and I have it in my list because I just ran across it like scanning through stuff the other day and I did add it now after like finding this out I was like well fuck you Hollywood I'm gonna watch the second one now so I am gonna watch it
1: (laughs) (laughs) good let me know what you think I actually haven't watched either of them in a while so I might do that today I might watch those two um But yeah, that's, that sucks. I was really, really looking forward to this movie. Uh, Marcus, Patrick, if for some reason you are listening to this, let us know who to write to. I mean, it was because of fans that Twin Peaks season three was able to be made after David Lynch was like, nope, I'm pulling the plug on it because Showtime wasn't giving him what he wanted. And the fans reached out to Showtime. And not only did they give him what he wanted, it was bigger and better than anything we could have imagined. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of fans of the collector's movies. And uh, who do we tweet to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll start a new... Uh, we'll start petitions. We'll start tweeting at people. We want to get this movie made. We want to get you a bigger budget. I mean, obviously, you'll have to start over. You can't just, you know... Use old footage from two years ago. This is this whole thing is reminding me of like Grizzly 2 and that whole situation. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, we talked about it in a past episode. God, I don't even know which one. I but don't it's either. A, a crazy story, but just go Google grizzly too and you'll fall down a rabbit hole it was another movie that just went through like hell and back trying to get made and may possibly be one of the worst movies ever made i don't know i still haven't watched it
0: the thing is is whatever they would do they would have to buy out whoever owns the rights to this which um i don't remember actually seeing which studio this is with um and i'm not like i said i'm not as big of a fan of the film so i don't no off the top of my head but that would be the only hiccup is that somebody would need to buy out the producer who owns the rights but like i think that's doable or
1: maybe the producer could just be nice and fucking sign over the rights to the movie that they wrote and created
0: yeah i mean yeah that's true
1: <laughs> maybe if enough people write the production company and you know call them out on their bullshit they'll decide to you know Be human and do the nice, right thing, which would be to let these filmmakers make their film.
0: But, like, to announce it like that even and, you know, to even be like, we're shooting and drum up any sort of excitement and then just to, like, go absolutely quiet is just bullshit. Like, that's so unprofessional. And I'm sure it happens in Hollywood all the time, but it's not like these are two unknown, you know, indie directors. I mean, like... The film has a a bit of a following. So, yeah, bullshit. I call bullshit. Anyway, moving on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to uh, Sam Raimi haunted house film on Netflix. Mindy, would that be something that would interest you? I think it would. (laughs) So Netflix did it again. They outbid their competitors and acquired the rights to what appears to be another awesome new movie. According to Screen Rant, this time it's the Sam Raimi-produced horror movie, Every House is Haunted, Ooh. based on Ian Rogers' short story, The House on Ashley Avenue. The House on Ashley Avenue is just one of the stories from Rogers' collection of short stories from his book titled Every House is Haunted, which I actually really want to buy this book because um, it sounds awesome and it sounds legit scary. Yeah. Um The official synopsis reads an insurance investigator tries to debunk claims that a couple's death was caused by a haunted house. But his doubts are challenged by a psychic in the mysterious occurrences he witnesses with his own eyes. Remy will not direct the film. It will be directed by Corin Hardy, who directed The Hallow and also The Nun. Uh, There's no word on when production will begin, so it may be quite some time before Netflix announces any sort of potential release date. But for now, we all have something to look forward to. I am excited, and I've actually been
0: reading some horror anthologies and stuff right now, just like on the side. And so you're right. Now I totally want to find this book. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this looks awesome. Just randomly scrolling through the Internet, I found this this website that I kind of wanted to share with everybody, especially right now, because the pandemic is not over. They'll get your shots if you're able to. Uh, Anybody got a bad case of pandemic cabin fever? Are you a fan of the quarantine hit film host like myself and like Sharon? Well, I might have found the cure for your boredom. Um, the Haunted Walk, a Canadian company that normally offers ghost tours and paranormal adventures in Kingston, Ottawa, and Toronto, is offering spooky online experiences that you can try from home, just like in Host, maybe. Complete with the murder? Well, that's why I said maybe Mm -hmm. Uh, the haunting at home. A paranormal adventure is one option that features, quote, a guided series of experiments using traditional techniques from parapsychology and modern day ghost hunting, unquote, for you to complete in your home at a friend's, even over Zoom. Uh, There's even a downloadable report to see how many recent experiments have yielded spooky activity. So, you know that this is legit. (laughs) Um, As described on their website, the Haunting at Home is a ghostly online audio experience created by the paranormal experts at the Haunted Walk. Turn the lights down low and conduct a series of fun and spooky experiments in your own home. Will you be able to complete them all in the dark? (laughs) What will you discover in the process? Experience a spine-tingling and thought-provoking night of supernatural thrills and chills. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you probably won't get possessed or killed by an evil entity like in host. But honestly, I kind of think it sounds like fun
1: a little you bit. You know what? What? I think, <laughs> I think if you do this, start out by playing it with like a bunch of people you don't like. <laughs> so that way if they all, you know, get knocked off one by one is not a total loss. <laughs>
0: It's like a safety, you know.
1: Right? Yeah. Just call up six of your mortal enemies and ask them if they want to play this fun ghost game with you. What could go wrong? Hi, person that
0: I hated in high school that I haven't talked to in so many years. Do you want to play an online game?
1: Hi, person who used to bully me in the seventh grade and throw spitballs in my hair. Let's bury the hatchet. Literally. In your brain. I
0: was just going to say that um just in case you're not into like you know zoom revenge with your high school enemies uh virtual haunted camp campfires are also offered by this website described as interactive spooky and fun storytelling events Featuring an incredible lineup of the best ghost storytellers and haunted locations in the world. Campfires are held over Zoom and they leave time for a Q&A at the end. Uh, replays of previous campfires are also available. This is maybe not as scary, you know, as potentially inviting evil entities into your personal space. But everyone loves a good ghost story, right? Uh, as always, we'll include the link in our show notes, but this was just something I happened to see and I had to mention it because I thought it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, they did not pay us to talk about this, by the way. Yeah, we are not sponsored by them. They're actually, it looks like they're actually closed down except for their virtual activities because of the pandemic, so. But if they want to sponsor us,
1: <laughs> you can email us at horristalkhorror at gmail dot com. That's
0: true. If anybody's looking for
1: anything to watch, I also just wanted to
0: remind everybody that Creepshow Two is finally available on Shutter. Ooh, th- Yeah,
1: right? We watched the first episode. Did you? Yes, yes, and it was awesome. I loved the f- I. The, well, yeah, I loved both of them. Um, they were both very different stories, and the second one especially was amazing. It was, I would almost call it the fourth.
0: Wait, no. Don't give any spoilers. Oh, it's not a spoiler. It's so, it's so much more fun if you don't know what's okay, coming. Okay,
1: all right. You're the voice of reason as usual. Um, But yes, they were very, very good. And I'm really excited to see the rest of season two because if they're as good as the first episode, then it's going to be an amazing season. So Awesome. Highly recommend it, Mindy.
0: Since we're cutting all that other stuff out, I just want everybody to know that Sharon gave me a big spoiler that you're not hearing. But... <laughs> And I'm a little pissed about it, but whatever. Let's move on. Let's move on.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's not a spoiler. It really isn't. And when you watch the episode, you'll see why. And then you'll be like, oh, Spencer was overreacting as usual. (laughs) Spencer literally likes to know no detail about anything going into a movie. So okay, for him, a spoiler is like, there's opening credits. (laughs) Damn it,
0: Sharon. (laughs) She's right. She's right. <laughs> um okay well so I'm also looking forward to watching The Power which is a new film brand new film on Shutter that just came out on April 9th at the time of this recording. Um it's written and directed by uh Karina Faith and IMDb says 1973 a young nurse is forced to work the night shift in a crumbling hospital as Striking miners switch off the power across Britain, but inside the walls lurks a terrifying presence that threatens to consume her and everyone around her. That sounds cool. I'm totally in. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch it. Yeah.
1: I love movies that are made today that are supposed to take place in like the 70s or 80s. Cause if they pull that off really well, it's, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, I think, to have that like aesthetic and feel of a 70s or 80s film but like the ones that do it good I uh, I applaud them like Ty West for instance yes Ty West for sure um, I mean Stranger Things also but yeah, you know that's I true. just love movies that were made in the 70s and 80s And, like, people that can recreate that. I mean, even Rob Zombie, to an extent, with uh, Devil's Rejects and uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. I think he did a great job of making it seem like it was a, you know, a 70s era film. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. And really quickly, I just have a few little honorable mentions that I wanted to talk about. um, Because I've been watching some TV lately. (laughs) Clearly, that's been my pandemic activity lately. But... um, I don't know if anyone else has watched Q into the storm on HBO. Not yet Um, too soon. (laughs) You know what? It's not actually. I personally think it's, uh, it's kind of a must watch because it kind of fully explains how the whole fake news thing is even a thing, you know, like on John Oliver where he's like, how is this even a thing like this to me? I thought they did a really good job of explaining, like, the technical realities behind everything that happened that basically came to create QAnon. And, like, by the end of it, I was not – I was no longer saying I don't understand why people are not wearing masks or I don't understand why people don't believe facts. Like – I mean, I still feel that way, but I also kind of understand the misinformation that people are getting. For that reason, I think that people should really watch this. Um, And (laughs) I guess maybe this is a small spoiler, but again, you'd see it right away, Sharon. Uh, They basically, the short version is that the filmmaker of this documentary is researching the origins behind QAnon and Q, the main poster whose posts created the belief system that is known as QAnon. And Q posts to 8chan, which, for lack of a better words, is like a forum that I consider like the asshole of the internet. It's basically like kitty porn and gross shit. The guys that run the servers for 8chan are a father and son. And Sharon, the father, Jim, is basically a gross, political, pervy version of um, Steve Powell.
1: Uh, Steve Powell is a pervy version of Steve Powell. Like
0: this guy 100% (laughs) reminded me of him, except instead of talking about naked women as much, he would talk about like stupid politics stuff. But he's creepy and weird. And For our
1: listeners... Sorry, for our listeners who do not know who Stephen Powell is, do you want to give a, a brief background? I think they should know, but he's the father-in-law of
0: uh, Susan Powell, who we've talked about quite a bit, who went missing mysteriously, but not really because we think her husband did it. And then her husband's the one who kidnapped their children and blew himself and them to high heaven. It's so gross. It's a horrible story. But getting back to Q, I think that like it's a really interesting deep dive into this phenomenon. And I do feel like it's important for people to understand how this is so easily, how this kind of thing so easily spreads and how so many people could fall for it. So I just feel like that's a must watch almost
1: just to understand. You got to understand the other side, right? Um, I mean, yeah, I'll, for me, it is too soon. I just, I was so involved in like all the political conversations last year I still just need a bit of a breather before I start watching documentaries on it. And <laughs> right before we started recording today, one of our friends texted me a picture that one of our former classmates posted on Facebook. Uh, they were at a bar, and one of them was wearing a shirt that said fake news and had like CNN, MSNBC, like basically every news channel other than Fox News listed on it. I'm like, who the fuck wears a shirt like that out to a bar? Like somebody
0: who doesn't realize that the got the person who is behind that way of thought is just a freaky weirdo poster who was posting blathering whatevers on a kitty porn uh, forum site. Literally, that's what it is. That's why it makes me so angry, because a lot of those people that follow that belief, those kind of beliefs, that all came from this Q person. And they, a lot of those people, even in the documentary, the filmmaker's like, so you do know what 8chan is, right? And they're like, no. And he's like, well, it's like a kitty porn hub. And that's where Q posts from. You know that, right? And they're like, uh, what? Like, it's fascinating. So, sorry. I get really fired up. And this is like part of my whole... Like when you go to vote, when you hear about different issues, why you need to do your research and find out where the information is coming from and get two sides of the story. Like this is why it's so important is because of shit like this. So I can't recommend Into the Storm enough, basically. But I hear you, Sharon.
1: I, I agree. I'll get I'll get to it. I just I have a lot of horror to watch.
0: Okay, well, in happier news, I finally got around to watching Lake Mungo, which I had never seen until now. And I think, like everybody, holy shit, it blew my mind. I thought it was really beautiful and freaky and well done. And so if you are one of the people out there like me who have not seen it or heard that it was like this big thing... It's on Shudder. I think you can watch it on Amazon. Do it. You won't regret it. So good. Also, one of the ladies, oddly, looks a lot like my Aunt Mary, which was kind of freaky,
1: but that's another story. Uh, I'm going to admit I haven't seen Lake Mungo. So I'll put that at the top of my watch list. Ooh, and uh, we were just talking
0: about cinematography with Night of the Hunter. Uh huh. Check out Lake Mungo, baby. Oh my god, that was the one thing that blew me away. It's fucking beautiful. It's so beautiful to watch.
1: Well, I was gonna watch it with my eyes closed, but shut if you up. Insist, <laughs> if you insist, I'll check out the cinematography.
0: And you dig photography, so I'm just saying, I think you would like it. But yeah, I know it's I, worth I, it, it's, <laughs> and it's short too. So
1: cool. I, I like a good short movie. Unlike Amityville Horror 2, The Possession last night that we watched based on your suggestion, which was about 30 minutes too long, in my opinion, but...
0: <laughs> well, I said it was... How did I say it? It was awful... Off-some. It's awful and awesome
1: at the same time. That's kind of the consensus that Spencer and I had. I was like, what did you think of the movie? And both of us were like, well, there was parts about it I really liked, and there was parts about it I really did not like. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for listening to us. As always, you can write to us at Horrors Talk Horror at gmail.com with anything you want to share with us, whether it's ghost stories, true crime stories, creepy stories, whatever you would like us to read on our show. We have received some great ghost stories. Um, I think I mentioned this last week as well. We're waiting to read them. I think we might do it on our 100th episode coming up. I don't know uh we we have to plan when we're going to read these um but I've been keeping them a secret from Mindy so that we can get an honest reaction um but yeah if you have more stories please keep sending those in yeah because I can't wait to hear these stories that Sharon keeps teasing me
0: with so uh we need to figure that shit out um Please also be sure to subscribe to us, rate and review us on your streaming platform of choice. It does help us get more exposure and it helps our name get out there, so we do appreciate it. If you're able to, please do join our Patreon and get early access to episodes, see some exclusive posts, maybe even get some cool shit in the mail, um, get even earlier and and more advanced incest warnings for movies. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Please be kind to each other out there. We're all just living our lives and trying to not kill each other. We'd rather watch that happen fictionally in horror films. So just be kind and safe with each other. And um, as always, thanks for getting creepy
1: with us. Sharon, do you want a beer?
0: Uh. Oh, my God.